Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong each week. One of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hi. And today, we're going to learn about pee and squids. Paige will be your researcher today, and I'll be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hello, everyone. Hi. (laughs) I just can't... (laughs) We're dealing with something very funny in the background. He's typing. He's typing. We're dealing with something very funny in the background having to do with a sweet old man and a wrong number that I'm sure (laughs) will make it into an outtakes episode of Research Above. Yeah, this has been an ongoing saga. Yeah. He said, okay, sorry, this is the number I have for Joe. Oh. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry, too. You seem like a nice guy. Oh, my God. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. You seem nice. Oh. And I'm going to tell him I was I was on the golf team. Yeah, that's true. You were on the golf team. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about pee right now. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about urination. Oh, yes. Uh, what is pee made of? What's what's in pee? Pee is mostly water and also um, extra minerals and and vitamins um, and like toxins that got filtered through the kidneys. Essentially, yeah. According to WebMD, pee is yeah mostly water. There's also some minerals in there, specifically p- potassium and phosphorus. Mm. And then there's also salts, electrolytes, Mm -hmm. and then urea and uric acid, which are chemicals slash toxins your kidneys make when they break down proteins and filter out toxins from your bloodstream. Yeah. So essentially correct. So I don't know if you knew this, but pee actually comes in a rainbow of different colors. Yes. And there's a reasoning for each one. Yes. We're going to go through those fun colors. Oh, I love a rainbow. So starting with the control, why would your pee be a pale yellow? Well, typically that would be pretty healthy. It means you're hydrated, but you're not overhydrated. Yeah, it's completely normal. The yellow color comes from a pigment your body makes called urochrome. Hmm. Yeah. And I believe and... Yes, I believe it comes from your kidneys. Cool. Why would your pee be orange? Um, perhaps from blood. That's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, orange pee could be two different things. 
orange pee or just like any shade of dark yellow is a sign that either you're dehydrated or there's something wrong with your liver or bile ducts but orange pee on the other hand could just be a side effect of uh, like a specific medication Mm. specifically vitamin b2 supplements or fenzazopridine i think is how it's pronounced or isosniazid which i think are like uh birth control pills actually I love some isosniazin. <laughs> Isoniazid. Ah. Isoniazid. 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 <laughs> Why would your pee be pink or red? Blood. Yeah, or maybe. Again, it could be like two different things. Okay. One is, yeah, it could be trace amounts of blood, which doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong. But it can also mean something is very wrong. See a doctor anyway, because it could be a sign of kidney disease or prostate cancer. The other reason is eating a lot of carrots, blackberries, beets, or rhubarb can actually dye your pee red. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and then there's actually more medications that can turn your pee red. It's the phenazopridine from like the last question mm. and rifampin or rifampin. I'm very good at pronouncing medications. Guys. Oh, you're great at it. Thanks. Now we get to the fun ones. Why would your pee be green or blue? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It happens. Uh, perhaps from certain minerals possibly or and vitamins maybe possibly yeah best case scenario it's a food or medication with a potent food dye in it there's also a rare medical condition called familial benign hypercalcemia that can make you pee blue wow yeah i think the familial part in it means like it's a genetic condition you can only get it like passed between like parents and stuff wow okay you can't just like randomly contract it. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the colors I have, unfortunately. <laughs> now let's get to the question that made me research this. Okay. Is P sterile? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but we fought on this. I remember <laughs> this. Okay. the spotlights on you baby i want to ask a clarifying question okay are we talking about pee that is still in the body or pee that has come out of the body or is in the process of coming out of the body we are talking about pee that has exited the body but is not necessarily affected by your taint area i mean that's impossible though we're talking about hypothetical pee in a vacuum (laughs) but we're not talking about pee in real life then we're talking about pee if it was not affected by the part by 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 your by your taint and your pubes which again like that doesn't well what do you think you know what i'm gonna say no (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) 
<laughs> Go on. Unfortunately, and I hate to admit this, you're correct. Wow. <laughs> I know. It doesn't contain a lot of bacteria. Yeah. It's I roughly 95% sterile. For, you know, yeah. It does contain trace amounts of the bacteria that cause staph infections and strep throat. Sure. The amount is very low. So if you get like a little pee on an open cut or something, or like, I don't know, a little bit falls into your mouth like a golden shower, so don't really worry about it. It's probably fine. Um, so I would like to take this opportunity mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. listen to me sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to change anytime soon. Uh, I love you. I love you too. Okay. Um, in a survival situation, should you drink your own pee to hydrate? Like, this is a thing. I know it's a thing. And like, can you safely drink your pee like a couple of times? Yes, but it's really not advisable. Like you can in a desperate situation, but um, it, it's really not a good idea. Yeah, that's for the most part correct you really shouldn't because like even though pee is mostly water it also still has salt and trace amounts of chemicals and toxins from your kidneys right like your body is getting like it's a waste product your body is getting rid of it for a reason yeah it comes out of your body for a reason yeah and it's like so if you drink it once whatever no big deal probably but if you continue to do it those salts and uh, toxins get more and more concentrated Mm. to the point where you'll actually start dehydrating yourself by drinking your own pee. Gross. Yeah, it's kind of almost like the article I read compared it to drinking Mm seawater. And while you're not supposed to do that, have like pointing to the salt, um, you're also like slowly going to poison yourself if you like keep reduce reusing and recycling your own pee because you're like reintroducing the toxins back into your kidneys that are like so desperately trying to flush them back out that being said though if you are a fully hydrated and healthy person it's actually fine like to do it every once in a while yeah I could like see as, that. Yeah. Like, a, like as a little treat yeah <laughs> have you ever seen that my strange addiction episode yes. of the woman yeah yep 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 Yes, and like it's like she brushes her teeth with it and yeah. it's like uh, maybe that maybe I'll put a clip of that up this week yeah yeah I'm not and judging her I just I I just want to know what are the decisions that led her to that point yeah including like being featured on TLC yeah including to like agreeing to that yeah yeah oh my strange addiction is such a good show that's so good <laughs> So yeah, pee is mostly water, contains a few, for the most part, only a few non-dangerous stuff in it. So as a treat, you can drink your own pee. Good to know. If When it's cheat day, you can have a little bit of pee. Drink that pee. Oh, yes. Um, lastly, what is the world record for furthest distance peed? Oh, um like someone with a penis you mean right you will be shocked to find it is actually someone with a vagina 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Okay. And our metric is in feet. Okay. Not urethras. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Just thinking about like, I guess like physics, right? Like trajectory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say eight feet. <laughs> According to a Wikipedia article, I kid you not, it is thirty feet. What? <laughs> I do not understand how that's possible, and I love it. It was supposedly achieved in 2018 by an unnamed Italian woman. Wow. The author, KCTH, wrote about it in a book called All is Fair in Pissing Contests. <laughs> and pissing contests are, in fact, a thing. I don't know if you <laughs> want to quickly guess what that is, but it seems pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. And apparently she made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. Good for her. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for her. Yeah, I <laughs> I wanna know like her strategy. Okay, well here's how I imagine it. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Cause I, I kind of have one of my own. Well, I would love to hear yours, but let me give you yeah, my Yeah, you go first. first. Yeah. So I think the optimal angle to pee at is probably 45 degrees. Okay. So she probably got into like the birthing position. Okay. And like stuck her pelvis into the air and just fucking went for it <laughs> and just peed a beautiful rainbow. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I think, first of all, like she must be someone who already has a really healthy pressure. Oh, definitely. Like, I don't think, like, an average everyday person would be able to do that. <laughs> I hate to say it. I was also looking on YouTube because I was like, there's no way this is a thing. <laughs> like, there's strategies. <laughs> there's yeah, strategies to it. There's gotta be. So, yeah. So, I think um, perhaps you drink a lot first. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I think that would probably increase the pressure. I think, I yeah, I think you're onto something with the 45 degrees. Um, I don't know if she got into birthing position. I just thought that might be like the optimal, like position to be in for some reason. Because like, I'm, yeah, if you have a vagina, it's like you can't really stick anything out. You know, you have to angle your like your whole pelvis. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe, I was thinking, like, a what's the name of the position when, it's like a bridge, I think it's the bridge position. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you're, like, on your back, but then, like, you're, you're, you're holding arching. up your, yeah, you're, you're holding up your core. That's yeah. what, what I'm kind of picturing. Um, And then, like, I think definitely you would have to, like spread the lips apart of the labia oh that makes sense yeah because like they would get in the way yeah they might like disrupt the stream right i i think that probably must open it up a whole bunch yeah it's like you go from one of those little baby water guns to like a super soaker 
Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> a strategy I saw on YouTube, and this is by someone who had a penis, I will say. They like took their junk and like right as they did it, they like flicked it upwards. So like it gave it more, it gave the stream more min- momentum. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's not necessarily the longest continuous stream. It's just like how for how far can you get your furthest droplet is how it is measured. <laughs> uh I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for a word from our sponsors. Great. Have you ever wanted to enter a peeing contest? Is your stream just too weak and not can't go far enough? Then you need the pee motor. The pee motor. Simply stick the special catheter into your urethra, plug it into the wall, flip the on switch, and notice as the motor comes to life. Then, like magic, start peeing, and you will at least quadruple your distance. The pee motor. Win the peeing contest tomorrow. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Welcome back. Hey. Did you get your pee motor? I did, and I must say, I can pee all the way across the street. My God, you need to enter the next peeing contest. I sure will. Send me pictures as well. Oh, happily. Just of the stream. Mm -hmm. It's time for rapid fire. Okay. I just got a Zoom notification that said, are you playing music? <laughs> I was doing that wind-up. That's weird. I've never <laughs> seen that before. I have a magical voice. That's wild. <laughs> this is how this works. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Can you drink milk from a cat? Yes. How many tribes are there in Africa currently? I don't know, 62. What year did Billy Mays die? 2011. What is carpal tunnel syndrome? I want to change my answer to 2008. 2009. Carpal tunnel is when you overuse nerves in your wrist. Why do your nails get a little white spots on them sometimes? Damage. Which has more calcium, cow's milk or goat's milk? Goat's milk. How many seasons of Full House were there? Eight. What's the difference between cocoa and cacao? Uh, so cocoa is... Ten seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's a legal distinction. Okay, um, how long is Chile? How long is it? Yeah. Uh, you'll have to answer it next week because we're out of time (laughs) you'll have a week to think about it those are some hard questions except for the full house one (laughs) and the nail one i have more things i'm starting to get curious about unfortunately for you yeah um we're gonna talk about squids 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 do you like squids I love squids. I love to look at them. I love to eat them. I love to learn about them. I love squids. That is good because so you will enjoy this section. Oh, I'm excited. Gonna start off with a bit of a tricky one. Okay. How many tentacles does a squid have? How many tentacles? Yeah. 
Um, is it six? They technically only have two. Oh. So they do have eight arms. And the difference between an arm and a tentacle is that arms have suction cups all the way down the length of the arm. But tentacles only have suction cups on the ends. Oh. Yeah, so it's eight arms and two tentacles for a total of ten limbs. Imagine having suction cups anywhere on your body. I feel like it would be an inconvenience almost. Yeah, maybe. Depending on where they were. What do you th- where do you think like the most convenient part to, of your body to have a suction cup is? Um, definitely like like your neck bone area. I forget what this is called. Oh yeah. Like your collarbone? Yeah, yeah, like your collarbone area. I was gonna say forehead. Because <laughs> hear me out, okay? <laughs> hear me out. All right. Collarbone, sure, maybe, but like forehead, like say for example, you have a bunch of groceries in your hand and you really need to open the sliding glass door. You just take your head and like whap it on the door and then pull open your sliding glass door. So it's kind of like an extra little arm almost. Wow. <laughs> you don't seem enthused. <laughs> I'm, I am. I just, wow. I think it's useful. It is useful. Now, where would like the least helpful be? I think like directly on the coochie. I was going to say that too. Yeah, seeing all the things it would pick up. Um, how closely related are squids to octopuses? Um, I think they're probably like more distantly related than we want to admit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. I had a feeling. Their most recent common ancestor was like 150 million years ago. And for comparison, humans and chimps' most recent common ancestor was like 7 million years ago. Oh, wow. So they're like not very closely related at all. Huh. There's actually one type of squid called the vampire squid that's more closely related to, to octopuses like than any other squid for some reason. Huh. And I couldn't figure out why. Um, so if anyone knows, please email us. How does a squid camouflage? A squid camouflages by um, putting on a cloak of invisibility. I like it. I like that you brought in a little bit of fantasy. Yeah. But it's time to get rebutted. Okay. Squids have special cells in their skin called chromatophores, um, which let them change color. And it's like the same kind of cells that chameleons use to change color. Oh. Yeah. They also have special light reflecting cells, which uh, lets them like make patterns on their skin. Hmm. So this would let them camouflage perfectly onto a rock, for example, like just become more of that rock. Become the rock. Yeah, essentially. Be the boulder. (laughs) I've got to be the The marble. The marble. Yeah. I was mixing up two different episodes. (laughs) It's a rock. It's not a boulder. It's a rock. It's a rock. I think that might be like the second or third time we've quoted that on the show. What other episode was it? I don't know. I have no idea. Must have been a while ago. Yeah. How big is the biggest squid? Oh, I bet it's enormous. Like, what's the metric we're using? 
Uh, let me double check. Um, we'll use feet. You can okay. also like give your rough estimate of like how big you usually think squids are, like on average. Okay, but first we're going with like the biggest one. Yeah. Well, I know giant squids are a thing. I don't know if they're extinct. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say. 60 feet okay and how big do you think like squids usually are like what kind of squid most of them fall into like a small range of sizes oh okay so I don't know like 16 inches okay so most squids are typically about like two feet in length okay so not far off it's theorized that the giant squid can grow up to 43 feet in length Okay, so I wasn't, like, totally no, no. off base. Yeah, like, half a school bus off. Which, yeah. like, in the animal kingdom, pretty close. Yeah. What do you think the difference is between a giant squid and a colossal squid? <laughs> I think, uh, just based on the adjectives used in the name, uh, colossal is, is larger than giant. Essentially... Here's the thing. Yeah. We don't actually know much about colossal squids because uh. they live so deep in the ocean. Mm. Um, what is known is that they probably on average are bigger than giant squids. Their eyes alone are the size of basketballs. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've only found like a handful of them in the wild. Um part of the reason we know about them at all is like partially because colossal squid beaks have been found in the stomachs of sperm whales oh interesting they're like their arch nemesis wow they apparently fight a lot down deep down in the ocean i guess i didn't know that sperm whales go that deep i didn't either until i did my research on this yeah i i wouldn't have thought that a whale would be capable of going that deep no, yeah, they they go deep, fam, apparently. Oh, I guess whales is next. Yeah, <laughs> another animal, yes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, giant squids mostly inhabit the northern hemisphere, and colossal squids mostly inhabit the southern hemisphere, specifically the southern ocean. Interesting. Also, in my notes, I wrote kraken, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> oh okay i see where you're going <laughs> and i think i this is me like wanting to discuss that the kraken from like i think what is it norse lore i i guess like norse mythology mm -hmm. could have just been a giant squid i think that's absolutely <laughs> possible yeah okay what is squid ink made of squid ink uh well it's uh it's an organic material and um is it made from iodine that's a good guess <laughs> <laughs> it's two main ingredients but like it does vary from species to species but yeah. mostly it's melanin and mucus interesting fun though right <laughs> Because, like, I've eaten squid ink pasta. I was going to ask if you have, because I have not. I have, yeah. How is it? I mean, I really like it. Knowing that it's made of melanin and mucus is both disgusting and 
fascinating. <laughs> like the idea that one could consume melanin. I really like that for some reason. Yeah, I mean, melanin is just pigment. Right. I don't know. But... For some reason, that like fascinates me. <laughs> there can um, also be like other yeah. little things in it. Oh. There's something called tyrosinase. Okay. Which I think is a protein. And it messes with a potential predator senses. Like it can confuse them as to where the squid is, which will give them time to escape. And then there's also taurine. Oh, is, yeah, taurine. Yeah, which is like what's in monster energy drinks. I yeah. Think. Which could make a predator stick around and like try to eat the ink while the squid escapes. Because mm. apparently taurine is very tasty. Apparently. So, wait, so going back to squid ink pasta. Uh huh. I've heard people like describing the taste as briny. Is that true? Um, I, well, I've never had it plain. Like it's what always have you had it with. Um, uh, it's it's always been sauced. Like it's like when I've had it, it's usually been like a seafood pasta with like a white wine kind of sauce. That makes like sense. A, like a butter kind of sauce. So it's really hard to get a sense of like what the plain pasta actually tastes like. It, it really. Like, I feel like it doesn't taste significantly different from regular wheat pasta, but um, I, it, I, I enjoy it. It seems like more for Instagram, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely think it's aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's for me. <laughs> I get that. Like, because if it tastes briny, to me, that means ocean. And I am not a fan of seafood. I probably would not enjoy it. I think you should try it if you have the opportunity because it, in my opinion, I didn't really get that sense. Maybe. I I would try it on its own. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want it in a seafood themed dish. You know what I mean? Yeah. But would you eat it like with other things? I would just put some salt and butter on it. I think I need to taste the essence of the squid ink. You know what I mean? But if you add salt to it, I guess that would make it worse, huh? Yeah, you're gonna like make it salty. taste like the ocean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What is a good sauce to pair with, like, squidding pasta if you don't like seafood? I would say pretty much any anything you would do to pasta, you could like do a, with squidding pasta. Maybe, like, a nice little tomato sauce? Yeah. I'm growing tomatoes this year. I'm very excited about it. Wow, I'm gonna get you some squidding pasta. Oh my god. Oh yes, and then we'll do a taste test. Yes. I don't I don't like tomatoes either is the thing. Yeah. I don't <laughs> but, either. Well, the tomatoes I got apparently are specifically good for making sauce. So I figure maybe I'll just like make them into a sauce and I like tomato sauce. What kind of tomatoes did you get? They're San Marzano tomatoes. Ah. They're like the fancy boys. I know what those are, yeah. yeah. And they're doing very well right now. Oh, good. <laughs> I have like a special like fertilizer juice that I spray on them every day and they are make love in it. Is it, or- is it organic? It is organic. Wow. <laughs> love to hear it. They absolutely love it. Nice. I have one last question for you, and okay. it is hotly debated. All right. Is Squidward a squid or an octopus? Octopus. Why do you think so? Because he has eight limbs that we can see. 
Squidward is an octopus. That's my final answer. Where's the nose come from? Why does he have such a big nose? Because it's his penis. Do you think he f***s with his nose? Do you think Squidward gets it? So Squidward is gay. (laughs) Oh, okay. And... I mean that doesn't really answer the question. No, but... no. <laughs> um, where where does he put in? Yeah, I think Squidward gets it. But who does he get it with? Obviously, Squilliam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think Squilliam is the top. Or do you think Squilliam's a power bottom? I think Squilliam's a power bottom. <laughs> I think you might be right, actually. Yeah, I think Squilliam is like the actual beta. Not that there's oh, anything my... wrong with being a bottom. No, no, just, no. Yeah. But like, wow wonderful questions we're answering today (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah this is something that was like whispered and rumored around the playgrounds when we were kids yeah and uh, what we'd always talk about is like oh you can tell he's an octopus from like the amount of tentacles or whatever everybody only has like six tentacles i think doesn't he okay but what is but what is the final answer he is an octopus yes he is an octopus but do you know why like why is an octopus named squidward do you think um because when when steven was doing so he was like a marine biologist that was my fun fact actually (laughs) sorry (laughs) no it's okay go on um and so he knows like he or he knew rip a whole lot about squids and octopi and actually octopuses don't make me do an episode on this I beg you okay (laughs) and and so he knew some technical specs about he knew the specs on squids (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) is that your answer that's my answer (laughs) the answer is like surprisingly simple okay um he said like he wanted squidward to be an octopus but he said the octo word as a name sounded too weird so he just decided to go with squidward that's hilarious (laughs) i kind of have to respect it yeah i do too like that's like absolute creative freedom there oh yeah definitely but it did lead to a lot of misconceptions Mm -hmm. yeah which i'm sure he saw coming yeah but and then like you know it's a it's a kid's show like kids don't really care yeah well we did yeah we did Um, (laughs) oh whatever rest in peace steve that's all i got all right well thanks for listening to this episode of research rebuttal podcast you can find us on social media on twitter (laughs) second recording baby on twitter at research rebuttal and on instagram and facebook at research rebuttal podcast you can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttal dot or sorry researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, let us know. Have you ever been in a peeing contest? And did you think that Squidward was a squid or an octopus as a kid? Yeah. And have you ever eaten squid ink pasta? And does it taste quote unquote briny? Yeah. Uh international listeners thank you hi brazil i love you yeah hi brazil and uh american citrus council where are you at gonna pee on you unless you like that then i'm not going to pee on you that's that's fair
anyway bye bye simply attach the apparatus to your genitals no sorry hold on i'm leaving that (laughs) (laughs) hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.